dude. I missed it. Here we go. Todd is just not in the building, but he's with I'm us. Just, I'm just home. I'm just home, but I'm glad to be back on the pod, dude. It's been too long. <laughs> hey, we wrapped up season three. We didn't even tell y'all, and uh, we, we wrapped up season three, took a little break, which is much needed in this world, man. We're always is, on the go. Um, always. And uh, Cam's back at home. He's been doing, he's been doing a lot uh, in his life lately, uh, which we're going to hear about. This is a little, I would say it's a little sneak peek into what season four is going to bring on. Season four, man, that's it. Just little updates on how summer's been going, a little sneak peek in the, you know, just you know, not really a sneak peek because y'all know what the deal is, man. We just get on here, we talk about the Holy Spirit movement, but like Amen. just, just you know, a little preview of like uh, how excited we are for season four and what, the, what, what God has in store for us, man. Yeah, that's yeah. it. We're thinking of launching season four whenever Cam gets back to the states even though he's in the states he's just in ohio but i'm just uh, in ohio yeah the state of indiana uh <laughs> right right whenever he gets back i think we'll, we'll we'll kick back off with season four uh so that'll be coming in july uh and uh you know we're excited to be back with y'all honestly what's crazy bro is i'm excited to be back with camp I mean, I'm excited to be back yeah. with y'all too, but like, I'm excited to be back with Cam. Uh, I called him last night and I was like, bro, I kind of miss you, dude. Like, well, we he, said, he, talk- said, he said, he said, he kind of missed me. I was like, dang, well, I miss you. I'm not going to say that now because he was like, he said kind of. I'm like, oh, he only kind of missed me then. <laughs> no, come on. You know what I mean? I, I just, I know, I know. we haven't talked in, in, in a hot minute. I mean, that's just what we do, though. We don't we don't talk throughout the week or anything. That's it. And then we just hop we usually, on we, and Then we, we meet talk. up on the pod. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, that's all it comes down to. Yo, what's up, brother? What what's happened? up, man? What has happened since since uh, season three has ended? Ross got married. Ross got um, married. Cam yeah. went on a missions trip. Cam went on a missions trip. Uh, Cam taking a job. Well, like as a, I guess a job is more of like a counselor to lead for a camp coming up, right? Yeah, for yeah, yeah. I got, a, I got a, yeah, I got athletes in action, inner city outreach. You know, camp coming up in Zeno, Ohio, and so yeah. Xenia, if you're in Xenia and you're listening, and what's the age group for this? Um, high school. High school. Maybe you're a high school mm-hmm. listener, or maybe you just know somebody who's in high school that likes to play football. I assume it's football, right? It's it's, it's all, all sports, man. It doesn't oh, matter. All sports. If you like if you like running sure. around. Come. If you just like running, which is not a sport, mm-hmm. but I'm just kidding. It's a sport. Uh, if you just like running, you know, Xenia, Ohio, high school students. This is your time. This is where you got to be. This is this is what it is. So pull up. Come through. Yeah. What else has happened? Shoot. Man, I mean, since I've been home, obviously we had a mission trip. I did, I did a fast. I did a fast uh, about five days when I got back from my mission trip. Oh, yeah. And 
you know, that that's always, it's always, you know, going into a fast is always like, people are like, what, what, what is that? Like, I like, like, Oh, like you're just like not eating. And I was like, it's more of just like, you know, we, we, we take time. Like we take days, we set aside days to either take a break from work or all day to work or all day yeah. to focus on football, all day right. to focus on school or, you know, like, but we never take a break to like, you know, like we never set aside a day, like a whole day to, to focus on our faith. And that's kind of what it was. It was just sort of like, I, I'm in, I'm in prayer. I'm reading, you know, and, uh, I'm drinking water. Every time I take a sip of water, I'm just like, thank you Lord for, you know, going back to John four woman at the well, like this is like the water of, of, of life. And, you know, I will never mm-hmm. thirst again. And I'm just so grateful to have this water that you keep providing for mm-hmm. me. And Amen. so, you know, and it's just like a, a fast is, it, it, it's awesome. You know, I, I, I would have to say I, that was my second fast. There are more fasts to come. Damn, um, so good. You know, as I, as, as I grow as a man, you know, like, you know, and there, the an insecurity, like I think people have is like, how do you fast? Or like, or like, what do you mm-hmm. fast? Or like a fast can be anything. Like I, mm-hmm. you can fast your phone till, till noon. Like, you know what I mean? Like you get up and you, you know, fast your phone till, till noon, you know, be in prayer, be present with the Lord or be yeah. present with the people that's, around that, you. Like, dude, but that's the important you know, part like, that, that yeah, people forget. Yeah, yeah. Like when you're fasting, like we can say we're going to fast from something, but we can't just like not do it. We have to take whatever, whatever we're fasting from and we're, we're replacing it with the Lord. So if we're fasting from our phone till noon, okay, what time, look at your, look at your average screen time from, you know, wake till noon. All right. You need to spend that much time with the Lord basically is mm-hmm. kind of what it's saying. And, and like, whether it's, you know, TV or, or whatever, whatever time you'd spend, you need to spend it with the Lord. And that's the important the important part that that I think often forget, like people just go on fasting and then they like say it's food, they're fasting food, but then they're just like during normal eating times they ain't eating, they're just like right. chilling, and, and you know it it kind of gets lost. But yeah, that's I, it. I've been you in change a, your mindset to be spiritually like spiritually fed. My bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, like, you're good. Go just just how it comes to be like before I even eat, like in the morning, like I'm eating right now. Because this morning I had uh, a book club. I'm reading the book uh, Brave by Faith with um, a few of my buddies who I went to um, my mission trip with in Puerto Rico. And it's going through Daniel right now. And like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, like it, it, it's so hard for me to, to physically eat before I spiritually eat now. Just like, you know, like what am I really putting in front of the Lord? So, yeah, dude, that's good. I, uh, I've been on a fasting kick lately. Like I've been really studying fasting. A lot of the, like, a lot of my messages and, and like little small like reels and excerpts and stuff have been on fasting because the Lord just keeps bringing it back to me. And right. I like <clears throat> fasting was like it's been a it's been a big part of my faith journey. It, it's it's I had it's I had this thing that I said. And, and for those who follow me on those who follow me on Instagram already already know um, <clears throat> what I said. But basically what it, what I said was being a Christian that doesn't fast is like making banana bread without bananas. And right. I, I kind of went into my story about like, I talk with a lot of believers who have all these problems, whether it be like a health concern or, or, uh, family issues, personal issues, you know, illnesses, the list can go on and on and on. But most of the time they share and, and I listen, I, I do my due diligence and listening and whatnot. And, and then I just ask the simple question like, Hey, have, have you fasted? Have you fasted right. for this? And, the common answer most of the time is, well, no. And I'm like, right. If we're saying to the Lord, Hey, I want to give you my life. I want to, I want to be 
a living sacrifice for you, he's going to respond. And he, he, he basically is like, great. One thing I want you to do is, is fast, you know, semi consistently fast. And I want you to, I want you to go without some of your favorite things just to make right. room for some of my best things for you. Right. And, and we yeah, try, exactly and we try to do all these things. We walk in humility. We we're, we're try to be pure and, and be generous, gracious, et cetera, et cetera. And we try to and do everything Jesus asks us to do except for fasting. But, right. but the problem, the problem is, man, we, we can do all of these other things right with air quotes in obedience and still never experience a full measure of victory because there are some victories that can only come with fasting. And was there, was there somewhere where you read, um, I know, cause I know in Isaiah, it touched on fasting a little bit. And Isaiah, I don't know if you came across it anywhere when so, you were researching fasting that you wanted to share with anyone. Um, so I actually, so we had our revision worship night, uh, on the 9th of June. Um, so it was a Friday last Friday. Um, well, when, by the time y'all listen to this, it'll be two Fridays ago, but June 9th, we had a revision worship night and I, I had a little message to share and, and I, uh, I kind of, I kind of just got into, um, I wasn't even planning on talking about fasting. I was, I just, I just got into Matthew and I was like, just kind of chilling in there. And then it talks about fasting there. And, right. and then I, and then I ended up just talking about like the importance of fasting because man, here's the thing. We can come to fasting for either breakthrough revelation or just to hear from the Lord and, and just kind of like, just like then not only are there spiritual benefits to fasting, there's also physical benefits to fasting. Like when we fast yeah. our blood cells and all this stuff, they like rejuvenate and like, and it, it helps detox the body, like all these things. And there's no coincidence that, that we read in the Bible about fasting because not only is it spiritual, but it, it's physical as well. Like God wants us to be healthy. Like we, our bodies are a temple. Right. And if we want to take care of our body, we need to semi-consistently fast. If we need to take care of our spiritual, our spiritual mind and, and our spirit, we need to semi-consistently fast. And that's it. it's kind of just like a heart. It's, we're kind of like checking ourselves ultimately. It's like, Hey, I, I've, I've put this, you know, before God. And, and oftentimes what I'd say is when people have idols, I'm like, all right, what I want you to do 30 day challenge fast from it for 30 days. Right. And the time you'd spend on it, want you to spend it with the Lord for 30 days type of thing. Um, some people, right. some people don't, you know, they're like 30 days. Yikes. I don't, I don't know. They'll do like a week. I'm like, okay, you did a week, you know, you did something. I said, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you going to go and put it right back on the throne type of thing? Right. But, right. And, and, and feeding off of your, of your point of like, um, you know, like, you, like you want to hear from Lord, you need to answer like, oh, did, did you fast? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and like, that's like, that's like a, my, one of my uh, best friends, Titus, he's fasted for relationships like multiple times yeah. and has gotten answers. And like, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, and like in my reflection, um, I, I, this is one of my reflections. This is like the, my last reflection that I had at like nine o'clock when I fasted from, I fasted from seven to seven, but went out to eat at seven with my friends and didn't get back till nine. And I said, this is what I wrote down. I said, I'm changing my perspective. Instead of wanting the Lord to answer my reason for that i just want to be at his feet and take whatever he has to offer me come on and not box him up in my personal desires come on so let's go and like in, in a way of like you know like you fasting like the lord gave me like i realized in my in my recent fast that the lord gave me <laughs> he gave me so much clarity and answers in what i wasn't looking for but he still gave me some clarity and answers you know like it, it is just because you know and just 
oftentimes like I don't want to get it tied up with, with my desires and what I want. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was fasting cause I wanted clarity on, mm-hmm. you know, how to pursue relationships in general, like as like friendships or as like mm-hmm. uh, a significant other or as like, so I want a clarity in that. I want a clarity in, um, you know, should I stay in Mansfield or should I move to Indiana? And then, you know, in the, okay, I got clarity in, in, in that as well. And, and so it's just like, it's, it's understanding that like, you know, I, I, I was, I, I set up a fast cause like, I, you know, and I think about being a Christian, you have to be real with yourself. It's like, I set up this fast only for my personal desires to be met. Like if only like if I'm hearing from God, it better be what I want to hear. Yep. And like, you know what I mean? And like, uh-huh. that's what you need to learn is like, you have to be, you know, humble, humble to the Lord because like I got so much like, like clarity just in like, in like peace and understanding and, and not even essentially just like answers for what I wanted, but just like an understanding and clarity that like the, the Lord, the Lord is still, you know, he, he, he will still, he's still on your side. Let's go. And you know, and I had to change my, that's so why I said that was my reflection. My reflection wasn't, thank you, Lord, for the revelations I got on my answers. It's, I'm changing my perspective. Like I, yeah. I set it up for, as a fast because I want answers, but really I just want to be mm-hmm. at his feet. Whatever he shows to me, I'm willing to take. And well, I'm willing to let it sit well, with me. So fasting, fasting is, I love what you're saying because fasting is an act of worship, right? Right. And, and we, we can, it's so easy for us to come to church or go to a worship night or whatever to go and and we we go and we do this to to so that we can be pleased and how it makes us feel right that's not what worship is it's all about right how can we please god in this you know we're communicating we're talking with god we're we're singing our praise to him telling him how great he is how Mm -hmm. how 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 uh, marvelous he is how how much of a provider and a deliverer and and a healer uh, that and, and a redeemer that he is and and the same goes for fasting. Like we're come, like you saying, you know, I want, I want all these answers, but <clears throat> he answers them, but maybe not the, the way we expect. And we got to be ready for that. And you shifting your focus being like, okay, like I love what you said there because through fasting, we can have a lot of victory there. We can, we can gain the full measure of victory through fasting over sickness, disease, over just, you know, just discernment, wisdom, like before making big decisions or anticipation, like we can have great victory, but we got to remember this, that when God maximizes our victories, we have to guard against allowing those victories to minimize God. Mm, that's good. Cause it's so easy. <laughs> it's so right. easy. When we get these victories, we, we start, we start putting them above God. Like, Oh, Hey, mm. this is this like, no, like, Fasting isn't God. Worship isn't God. That is what we do right. in our relationship with God. And when when things come, when victories come through those acts, it's not the act itself that provided it, but it is He Himself who has provided it. So I was, I mean, when God maximizes our victories, we have to guard against allowing those victories to minimize God. Right, right. That that's so like uh, when it comes to like to victory like this was like so during my fast i went on a i went on a run i went on like a two mile run and just because like i i, I like didn't listen to any music like i was just running like i was just like running like clearing my mind and so this is what i wrote i wrote this down it was at 4 15 was when my run happened oh excuse me um i said i just finished a two mile run when i was running i saw myself running in the end zone and saw the crowd cheering my name be quickly humbled the next day by certain people starting drama 
and just hating for no reason. I said, but as a Christian, that's supposed to happen. And the lyrics of the song, bless me, it goes, bless me. So I'm the conversation of all my enemies. And says so that's exactly what it is. The beauty of the Lord is that he gives us free will. Me scoring the touchdown um, was a way that I show how the Lord is working. And, you know, the Lord is exalting me shortly for all the all the praise I have given him and the times I have exalted him in my life. And the time for me to, excuse me, it says certainly exalted in the, his glory through my personal worship to him. Um, so, like, I saw myself, like, scoring a touchdown and I was excited and the crowd was cheering. But that's through, like, you know, my mission trip when we learned how we could serve God through our, our, our physical works through sport. You know, my celebration is an, is an act of worship, just the same as my training when no one is watching is an act of worship. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and like, although the crowd sometimes in sports cheers your name, you know what I mean? You, you understand where that comes from. It comes from the Lord who has been by your side through that time. And he, so, and I said, maybe, and I said, what, what the haters may be feeling is jealousy or conviction. Hate is that if they choose to act on uh, get it that I could easily turn every touchdown into a selfish motive, but that's my choice. Conviction is the same. It's an opening to a scar only to be healed. If you leave it to heal. Yes. A band aid will cover it and heal eventually, but it's one of those, it's one of those manual efforts. We all have that cut that we have to let air out. People may see your womb and identify you from your scar, but conviction is an opening to the Lord to seek, to, to seek help for your cut. And like, that's just like, you know, like, when you're exalted and the Lord will sometimes exalt you because of the worship that you have given him, like when he will take care of you and when plans, when, you know, Romans eight twenty eight starts to actually work and like you're working in favor and like the, the Lord has life in favor of you because you've served him. There will be times where you can be exalted and rejoice in him and others around you will hate that, you know, but the conviction that they feel could be a jealousy or a strife in a way that conviction is just an opening of the heart, but people are just taking it the wrong way. You know what I mean? You know, if, if I'm convicted or if I'm jealous of someone else and, 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 and the works that they're doing, you know, that's just a way that like I'm taking, how am I taking that with my heart? How am I taking that, you know, with, with my heart to the Lord? Like how, why do they have something that I don't, it's because they serve the Lord and I don't. And like, you know, it's just like, it's a conviction of, you know, what you, you shouldn't be jealous because even with the heart of the Lord, like, you know, you take everything as, as gain from the Lord and whatever loss you have, there's gain to come. And so like, that was just like, Literally, you, some people are listening and are like, what the heck does that mean? That is just like a brain dump after a two-mile run. And for you guys that know, I don't run. So I was exhausted after a two-mile run. So what I was writing down was just so quick and so fast. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but this is what I'm going to put down on some paper. That's good, dude. That's good. I mean, that's like, that's the, that's the, the fast right there. You know what I mean? And like, and at the time when I was, I was, I was celebrating, it's like, cause like often as, as athletes, that's what you see yourself doing. You see yourself hitting the big shot, you know, mm-hmm. you see yourself, you know, hitting the, the walk off home run, like every athlete envisions it ever. And like, you know what I mean? And, and it just goes back to the, the Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma softball team, oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. How they're so faith based. And it's like, the Lord exalted them to glorify himself. Yep. Like Continues the Lord is to, being yeah. glorified. And you know what I mean? And that's the thing is like with, with me, if I see myself running and in the crowds hear my name, like the Lord is exalting me to use that platform to continue to glorify him. I could take it as a selfish motive if I wanted to. Yo, that's what, you know what I mean? That's literally, now that you say that, that's what it means. I was literally telling you this last night on the phone. I was like, we'll, yeah. be, we'll be glorified with him. 
That's what it means. Yeah. When we glorify, when we're glorifying the king, we will be glorified with him. Right. And 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 our glory will come with him. I I, I believe that's what that I, like. Now that I'm hearing you tell that like story when you as an athlete and and Oklahoma like they're glorifying God this whole time and they're right. catching all this glory from the world and they're just right. like shining it right back to the to the Lord, which is absolutely right. awesome. That's exactly how it's. That's exactly how it's supposed to work. And like I'm glad that made sense because like me reading this, I could see how tired I was. And I'm like, I'm just writing down things and I'm like trying to read my handwriting. And I'm yeah. like, Oh my gosh. This, I'm like, is this going to make any sense at all? Or am I just write, like reading, reading some gibberish I wrote down after my two mile yeah. run? <laughs> That's awesome, bro. Hey, tell me, tell, tell us, uh, tell me and the people, um, about your mission trip. Where, where'd you go? Dude. What'd you do? You know, yeah. how, how the Lord moved. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah, so uh, the missions trip uh, um, was was took place in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and it was awesome, dude. It was so it was called UTC Ultimate Training Camp, which is where we have a ton of college athletes. I mean, there's we were Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three athletes, like from stemming from gymnastics to volleyball to football to golf. Like we are a diverse group of athletes, and obviously, all of us being there through athletes in action. Um you know, like we were just talking about the platform that we have in sport taking up so much of our life. How can we make, like, how can we use our sport or how do we serve God in our sport? And so basically the purpose of the ultimate training camp was it was a very physically demanding team building camp, you know, and we were doing a 20, there was a 20, a 20 plus hour challenge called the special. Like we're all going off an hour and a half of of sleep, like a, a power nap throughout the day. And we're, enduring physical labor we have to run miles on miles we have to carry each other while you know jogging backwards on the track you know push-ups pull-ups sit-ups agility you know we're running up the hills down hills we're running stairs and whole time while we're doing this you got people with megaphones like yelling bible verses in our ears and they're like you know like oh you're strong you can't take it only the lord can bear this like you need to lord ask the lord to give you strength and we're just like they broke us down and like it reminds me of when Paul said, like, for when I am weak, then he is strong. The purpose of the camp was to literally break us down to where we had no choice but to call on God to give us strength to get through the camp. It was the most physically demanding thing I've ever done. And, um, you know, during the camp, <clears throat> excuse me, during the camp, like, just between physical activity and, and, and worship and, and getting into our word and small groups, like, we just become closer and we you know the discernment what was was on our hearts so we're, we're understanding that like wow like just simple thanking god like us praying before and after every time we start to compete and us reflecting on how can we glorify god through what people see because what we talked about in our small group was that people are watching as christians people are watching waiting for us to slip up waiting for us to to call us out on what we missed i had a conversation with one of my friends who ended up getting saved in the dorm room floor. We are on our knees in, in the, in the floor of a dorm room, you know, him accepting Christ into his heart because he came up to me and said, Hey, you're a Christian, but I saw you singing along to a rap song that had a cuss word in it. And you said the cuss word. So how does that work? And I got to talk to him about that because people are constantly watching. Like, you know what I mean? How crazy is that? That like all I was doing was singing along to a song in the weight room. And that caught his eye. And that just goes to show that there are many people like my friend 
who is now a brother of Christ and who now has a spot saved in heaven because he repents and has a heart for the Lord because people are watching and like people watch us in a sport. How can we glorify the Lord in that sport? And so it was super cool. Just like, you know, because Ross, as, as, as much as like you have your friends, like you and Devin, like I love you and Devin's relationship. You and Devin aren't friends because you guys stayed up and played video. You guys aren't great friends because you guys stayed up and played video games and, and talked about girls. You guys are friends because you guys went through some hardships together. You guys went through some hardships. Like, you, you know, am I right? That really made you guys test your friendship with each other. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. When you guys had, when you guys had to, had to, um, you know, serve uh, your, uh, what was it? Your community service. Community service. And yeah, baby. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like that's what makes your friends. And like, you know, it's, like that's what makes your teams your ride or dies. And like, dude, we have been to the point where we have been enraged with each other and have mm-hmm. been managed. That's why I'm so close with my siblings because yeah. we grew up fighting. But that's the love that we have. And when you grow up going through tribulations, that's where you find out. You know what's that one country song? You find out who your friends are, or whatever that country song is. Like that's exactly how it is. And like we found out, like who the Lord was because he still provided for us when our bodies couldn't physically go anymore. Like, and that's exactly what the camp was. And along with that, we got to go um, help out at an orphanage. We were there for like four or four or five hours. We were painting, power washing all the new toys that they got, cutting their grass, you know, ma- you know, just making sure whatever they had, weed eating, cleaning, uh, dust, like dusting off. Like we were at an orphanage and we got to uh, evangelize with um, some of the local Puerto Rican athletes around Times Square. Um, like they're like downtown, their Times Square, like their downtown area. And it was just super cool just connecting, like even though there was a language barrier, you know, um, just being able to like use the very little, little Spanish. I don't, I don't, I didn't know any Spanish there, but like, you know, they can understand English and we had a wristband and just sharing the gospel in the most minimal, simple way possible. And, you know, and like, I think it armed all of us with what we need to go into the rest of our collegiate careers and also our careers in general after school of how we really need to serve the Lord because there's going to be like points in times where we're going to be broken down so much to the point where we can only call on God. And that's like how sometimes when you get tested in life and it's that people are tired because they keep trying their own ways or they keep trying ways of the world. And it's just like, have you not just given up to where you're like, even get to the point where you're like, you know what, God, you got it. Doubt him. God, I know you're not going to do anything for me, but you're all I got because you're the last thing I tried. Give it to him. Do it. Give it to him. You have tried. You're right. You have tried everything else. And yet here you still are depressed. Here you still are suicidal. Here you still are insecure. You know what I mean? Give it to him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No matter how much training I would have done for that, I still would have been tired. I still would have been sore. I still would have been hurting. Yeah. And like, you know, like there's no like, there's no, like you talk about the, the greatest athlete ever. Uh, I forget that one guy's name. He has like a ton of books. He was in the military and, you know, never, ever did he say, oh, I didn't, you know, like, I was perfectly fine because my training is ridiculous. No, he said, no, it hurt, but I was able to endure it. I was able to endure the hurt that's happened. It's inevitable. That's what we were learning is that suffering in this world is inevitable in both in sport and in life. And like, how can we you know, glorify the Lord through those trials for what is yet to come. And like, that's what we were talking Amen. about. And, and the little testimony I told you about is, uh, is, uh, I have so many testimonies, but like one of them that Ross and I touched on before our phone call ended was like, just how like person, you know, Christians face persecution. And, 
you know, and one of my good buddies, Alex, I love you to death. Alex, I hope you listen to this pod and I hope you're not mad that I told this story, but this is going to change a lot of people's hearts and a lot of people's lives. So I love you, brother. But, um, Alex, one of my buddies, he runs cross country at Texas A&M Commerce. And he was like, I am like terrified to die. Like he has this overwhelming fear that he's just going to die. And, you know, and so as a Christian, like, I was like, okay, like I was asking the Lord, I was like, Lord, how do I go about this? Like, how do I, you know, feed life into my fellow brother in Christ who is struggling? And, you know, I, I went about it both ways. I touched on the one, I touched on one that death is like, that's not a win or lose. Like, you know, you see Paul like to die is to gain, but like, we're not worried about death because death is inevitable and death will come. But no matter how that comes, we're going to be okay. We're going to be good. Not because of what we did, but because of what Jesus did and what we accepted. And so I, I, I sort of like got to like feed into him, like, listen, like death is, is not a fear anymore because that is taken care of. That's already paid off. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're not worried about death anymore. And then I also got, I got to talk to him from that standpoint. And then I got to talk to him. I was like, I got to be real. Cause sometimes as Christians, Ross, you know, this, we got to have real conversations with each other. And it might not be what he wanted to hear, but it, it was what needed to be said. Mm-hmm. You know, those conversations are always tough to have. And I said, I said, guess what? I said, you worried about persecution from your team being made fun of from your team and, and death. And I was like, guess what, buddy? As a Christian, all of those just increased even more. Right. Persecution increased even more. People like, you know, and like, I hate to say it, but like, even like, you know what what's going on now with Christians being persecuted everywhere. I was like, death is closer than it ever was. Yeah, persecution is closer than it ever was, and it's only going to get closer as you grow and as you grow in Christ. And he like that's the last thing he wanted to hear. But I was like, I'm going to real with you because that fear it, it is not of God, and that's why. And I'm like, and that's why it's a problem because it's a fear. You know, some people have a fear. Some people get over fears. This is a fear that you need to understand that you don't need to get over this fear because it has already been conquered. And like understanding, I was, I was in first John about like, you know, the Lord hated me first, you know, so it'll hate you because it hated me first. Or uh, I mean, John, was it John 15? Maybe I think if I'm thinking right. Um, but in like just being able to understand that like persecution is if it wasn't already on your back, it's on there now, buddy, because you are a, you, you know, you are unapologetically Christian and like uh, being able to feed into him in that moment and just seeing him like light up and like seeing understanding just come to him over the days of like, you know, the words, not only of me, but just prayer and through like his curiosity and questions, like there were souls, like there was baptisms, there was people who were, who were, um, you know, becoming vulnerable, opening up or like, I would never, ever talk to a group of people like you, but here I am telling you my whole life story about me. And it's just like, that's the, those are the things that happen when the, you allow the Holy Spirit to, to, to endure in your conversations in your everyday life. And like, you go through hardships with other people. And like, that's just like one of the few, I have like four or five testimonies I could share from the camp. Like that was one that got brought up yesterday with Roth that I was like, I cannot wait to tell you about because like, that's exactly what, like you were talking about Christians being persecuted in today's world. And I'm like, I have a story exactly for that. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, we, I mean, dude, we have so much, so much scripture when it comes to persecution um, that gives us hope. Like, you know, well, the me, I'm, I'm more of a paraphrasing type of guy. Um, <laughs> so I'm more of the paraphrase translation. But uh, 
where where the word of God it says, uh, you know, for for when you're disliked or when you're hated, don't forget that they hated me first. Uh, right. You know, uh, what we're supposed to do is share the good news of the gospel. Um, and then I also believe like we're here to challenge challenge the the enemy the the enemy is the, the 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 world is turned over to the enemy like this isn't heaven like where we are on earth is not heaven as many people want to make it heaven great it's never going to happen until the new heavens and new earth come which is after jesus returns right so all that to say is we're we're close like you're talking about how we're closer and closer we're closer than we ever have been to, to persecution as Christians and as believers, it it's true. Um, and the good news of it is that we're the furthest from heaven that we will ever be, but mm-hmm. we're not the furthest from Jesus that will ever be because like we have, we have Holy spirit that is within us as believers. Holy spirit is within us and Holy spirit is the helper that Jesus sends. Right? So we have to be reminded like, Although there's all this wickedness, this this evil that is around us and the persecution that's coming towards us as believers, that we have a helper that we can call on and the has the highest authority that we can literally just speak the name of Jesus over any situation, over any over any you know, mental illness, any over any physical illness and and uh we, like it can be done. I think a lot of things in this world as believers, there's, there's a lack of belief. So there's more unbelief in this world because as we get further and further from the time that Jesus performed miracles, more and more shoot, even people who literally saw him do miracles, didn't believe it. So there's got to be people who don't even now, and they're always going to be going against us, but we have to like, our faith has to be stronger than ever before, stronger than ever before. And how do we do that? Like it's getting to the word. It's, it's spending time with the Lord. It's praying, it's worship. It's, it's being in a community that builds you up and doesn't tear you down. And I'm not saying, you know, never go to places where you won't be challenged. I do all the time. I like, I literally, literally last week I went to, I went to June Chamboree, which is this little fair festival going on in, in Pendleton where, where my church is. And I was there to pass out. I was hanging out with a bunch of young adults. And then I, I was also passing out some like little business invite cards, basically to our VBS vacation Bible school that we're having this week right now. And, um, I walk in first day I'm there and I literally had a gal who like walked right up to me. She was, she, I'm going to be honest. I know like God loves her and I'm a lover too, but she was nuts. Okay. I knew she was like, there was something about her. Like there was some sort of, uh, of demonic presence about her when she approached me, but she like, she had her neck all like bent over and like twisted. She was like, she's like, Oh, I remember you. And I was like, excuse me. Uh, and she's like, she's like, you, you're not welcome here. And I'm like, what? And it's a public place. Like it's outside. I'm like, I'm sorry. Do I know you? And she's like, she's like, Oh, you'll remember me. She's like, I remember you. Do you remember when you were, were, uh, you know, hating and, and being a homophobic and transphobic to all the people last summer in Pendleton? Yeah. Because what happened was there was a drag show going on in the park in Pendleton. And I was the only pastor in the area who stood up against it. 
because I just think, you know, that's terrible. Like why, why, why do that for children? They were literally dancing, giving children money so that the children could throw money at them while they dance. Like, how is that not twisted and wrong? Like, Right. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't care. I'm not going to stand for it anyways. And she comes up and she's like, she's like yelling at me. She's like, yeah, go gay rights, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like wishing all these things upon me and like uh, my, my family. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Like I knew what was happening, right. but I was just like, people are around me just watching. And I'm just like, I'm just like, I would love to talk to you about this. I would love to talk to you about Jesus and, 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 uh, share the love that he has for you with you. And then she was like, I don't want any part in that. And she stormed off. And I was like, okay, this is, yep. this is happening. And yep. those are things like, I know that a lot of times it's terrifying to, it's terrifying to, as believers in this day and age, to stand up against things that are wicked and evil. Um, but it's, I, I honestly believe with all my heart, like it is, it is our job um, or else otherwise people don't know, like, our kids will have no chance if we're not standing up and saying, no, this is wrong. Like this is sin. And it's not just the big sins that, that are crazy in this world, but it's, it's even our pride. It's our gluttony. It's, it's our anger. It's our lust, like all of it, man. I'm not, I'm not just pulling out just one thing. That was just an example that happened from a persecution standpoint, but I mean, it's all the time. And there was a a, a post that I saw from Shane Pruitt and it said, uh, people that only see Jesus as an all tolerant, fully inclusive, only affirming and non-judgmental don't want to acknowledge the things he said, the things he said in the word. Matthew 12 says, you're with me or you're against me. John 14 says, I'm the only way. Matthew 4 says, repent. Uh, John 14 says, obey me. And John 8 says, go and sin no more. Like it's basically just saying in a world where we get called haters um, or phobics of some sort, because we say, Hey, that's sin. Like that's wrong. And I don't want you to live that way. We have to remember, like, this is what Jesus said. He, he said, follow me and sin no more. Like he, he didn't come and say, Oh, you know what? It's okay to be, just be you. No, he didn't say that. And I would, I wouldn't say that to anybody who comes to me saying that they're struggling with porn or masturbation or sex before marriage. Like, I'm doing a premarital counseling with a couple who are living together and they've had sex. And I said, is there any way I said, there's only two ways, which I will do your like that where I will do your wedding. And one is you will, one of you will move out with your, with your parents for the next three months until you're married. And they're like, well, it, we got a family issue. We got I said, okay. And that's why I have a second option. Second option is, you commit to me that you will sleep on the couch or in a separate room and you commit to me before the Lord that you will hold to that and you will stay pure. You won't see each other naked, all this stuff. And they're like, okay, like we'll do that. And it's not my, it's not my issue whether they listen or not. It's between them and the Lord, whether they do, but I know that I covered all the basics. So I'm here. I'm like, so I'm basically my point. Why I say that is like, I'm literally telling them, Hey, I don't want you to sin in this process. I don't want you to mess up your marriage in the process of this. As you're preparing for marriage, I want you to be pure and clean and holy because the blood of Jesus has wiped you clean and washed you clean. So even though you had sex maybe last week, well, right now from this moment, like you are made 
cleaned. You are the blood of Jesus has poured out over you. You have made you are made clean, and we're gonna do this right. And they're like, okay. And they were really excited, honestly, but they weren't people who were offended or whatever. They knew what it took to to have a uh, to do it right, almost. And mm. and that's the I mean that's just the world world that we're in. You're gonna have people like that, and then you're gonna have people that are on the completely other side of it. And that's what it is. I mean, that's we're gonna we're gonna face opposition in this world. Uh, first or uh, First Thessalonians two two says. Uh, may the spirit be within you and upon you to embolden you in your faith as you face the opposition of this world. That's mm. literally what it says. So, yes, as a believer, when you accept Christ in your heart, spirit, Holy Spirit is within you. The word says, may the spirit be not just within you, but also upon you to embolden you in your faith. What does that mean? That means to be bold, like speak out against anything that that is not in line with the word of god to 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 uh to uh you know share the gospel with that person on the sidewalk when you feel a nudge like who cares what they're gonna say i i i'd say that the i think Kenan clark said this he said he said the only way to get over fear of man is to be more afraid for the man mm. And it's being like, hey, when the spirit nudges you to go talk to somebody at a gas pump on the sidewalk, like whatever, to share Jesus, hey, go share gospel with them. Go share the name of Jesus with them. Go share my name. When that happens, you're thinking most people's thoughts are, oh, gosh, that's terrifying. I don't want to just, you know, that's 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 kind of weird. And, and you know, I don't want to be rejected. And, and that's kind of like they a lot of fear builds up. Well, the only way to overcome that fear is to be like, but if I don't. And they never know Jesus. They're facing eternal damnation. And they're going to be mm. suffering for, for the rest of, of their lives, like for eternity. And like, so or do you care more about what that person may or may not think? Or do you care enough to be like, I want, I want to bring God glory and save this person's life and have eternity with them in heaven. Like you got to be more afraid for that person than you are of that person. And I read that or, or I heard that and I was like, oh, that's good. Um, but yeah, I kind of went on a little tangent over here, but <laughs> no, dude, that's good. That's good. And I think that that will lead us into, you know, uh, give people viewers of what's next to come is because you still have to tell us, you know, about, you know, your, your wedding. Cause for you guys to look forward to on the next one is, is Ross was telling me, he was like, Hey, uh, basically pretty much your wedding was like a service and, and people came to know Christ at your wedding. And Bro, like, if that's, yes. if that's not a God fearing relationship, man, then I don't know what is, but you got hey, listen, in order for that to come, y'all got to tune in and tune in next pod. That's just the highlight of what's to come. Uh, oh, baby. I see us talking, I see us talking a lot about, uh, you know, your, your wedding and, uh, you know, just, just, uh, love life in general, like me as a young college student and, you know, the questions I would have for you. I would love like a, you know, oh, Q&A to come. Maybe I'm all down for like, that. Let's go. You, you know what I mean? Up. You know what I mean? A good, a good Q&A about, you know, um, what, what it's like uh, for, for love. Um, so sorry, guys. Uh, Q, Staffy, uh, Kissing in the Rain music, I guess. But No, dude, uh, I mean, big... <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll, preface, I'll preface the episode with just saying yeah. this, just, just, just so maybe spark some interest talking about love life and, and my marriage and, and my love life and, and whatnot. Um, uh, 
I've been on both sides of all of it, guys. I yeah, which is why I'm excited to hear I, about it. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've dated poorly. I have I was hookup culture, like I was the king of it. Uh, growing up, like it was not that I boast on it at all, but like that was me. And then I figured out, well, you know, came into a relationship with the Lord. Everything changed in my life. Um, glory to God, and I'm so grateful for it. And then I was. And then I had to learn how, how do I date honorably? And, and then once I finally figured out, Kelsey and I, uh, met and, and there's a whole story to that, but, um, I, I got the experience, the good and the bad, and I'm, I'm honored to share it with anybody and everybody who asks. I, I learned early on that, um, well, kind of late on, I guess, but that, that the more I held back was the, the more I was holding back the glory of God. So I'm uh I'm I'm excited. That'll be a good one. Yes, sir. Let's get it going, man. It's so good to be back on here. I'm excited for the next one, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Hey, we're gonna hop out of here, Cam. I love you, bro. I'm glad that we could get up on here uh for a special episode right before season four kicks off. Make sure all of you guys tune in uh in July as we kick off and, and go into the finish out the rest of this year together. Uh, we, we, I speak for Cam and myself, but he can speak for himself too. But, uh, we, we love, uh, all of you guys who listen, we may not, yes, we this, may not this know has you. Been so eye opening. Yes. Oh, like yeah. this has been so eye opening for us to, you know, even for, for, for the, just one person listening, like, you know what I mean? It's not Ross and I are celebrities. Not all the time. We have people coming up to us, you know, saying, Oh, we heard this on your podcast, but like for the few people that have, like, this is just, just awesome. And just like, let you know how appreciated we are and yeah. how much you know, how excited we are to get on the, on this mic whenever we can and just share what the Lord has in store. That's right. Amen. All right, Cam. I love you, bro. Uh, love you, man. Hey, love travel y'all. safe this week and weekend and, and I'll see you in a couple weeks, bro. Yes, sir. Love you, brother. Yeah.